Mindfulness Mode 165. Being who you truly are on the inside. You know, no veneers, just being real and being very raw. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on today's Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I am really pleased to have Dr. Ed Osborne on the line today. Hey, Dr. Ed, are you in Mindfulness Mode? Uh, totally, totally, Bruce. That is so great. Dr. Ed Osborne is a top-level chiropractor who thinks outside the box. When I say that, I mean he has single-handedly helped hundreds of other doctors expand from practicing strictly in their own four walls of a brick-and-mortar office and into the expansive online world. Many listeners will recognize Dr. Ed's business name, The Laptop Lifestyle. Dr. Ed came to a point where he felt the need and desire to expand, and in doing so, he became one of the chiropractic profession's most distinguished contributors. Dr. Ed also has a number one iTunes podcast called The Chiropractic Philanthropist. So, Dr. Ed, a lot to talk about. You're in Victoria, B.C. What a beautiful place to be. How do you stay mindful with that beautiful weather where you'd probably like to get out and do all kinds of exciting things all the time? <laughs> I do my best to be mindful when I'm here. I've, you know what? Truly, I've only been here for about two weeks. And it was a bit of a crazy move from uh, actually like Edmonton, Alberta. You know, I know that, right. Bruce, you're a, a fellow Canadian. Yes. You know exactly where I'm talking about. I do. And so, yeah, we have two young boys, you mm-hmm. know, a three-year-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old. So it's all been kind of a little bit of a crazy um, transition. And we're just now getting settled here in Victoria. And I got to tell you, I'm loving the lifestyle, The just being able to get the vitamin D and go outside and be in the sun. Um, yeah, we're just, we're loving it. We're being mindful. That sounds amazing. So what does mindfulness mean to you anyway, Dr. Ed? You know what? I was really kind of thinking about this today a lot. And this is this is partly why I love the opportunity to get to share today is, is kind of being able to reflect on that question. And I think that, you know, being mindful to me is all about um, self-awareness. And I think it's something that I'm also really teaching in, you know, a lot of doctors and now not just doctors, but entrepreneurs um, about self-awareness. And, and I think it's very similar to another word, which is authenticity, you know, really knowing oneself and being oneself and being real and not having a facade because, you know, or having a camouflage. Um, because I know that for so many years, probably about 13 years, I had a camouflage and I wore that, uh, that veneer for so long. And it eventually that was, um, really stressful on me. Wow. So how do we do that? I mean, even if we think we are authentic, maybe maybe we're not. How do we tell? I think it's when you feel like you have that gut feeling mm-hmm. inside that when you are um, projecting something, when you are posting something on Facebook, you know, um, when you are promoting, you know, if this is, you know, in terms of business, when it, you're promoting something, that it's something that you're listening to what I call like the voice. Mm-hmm. So when the voice speaks to me, I listen, I just execute, I just go and I do it. And that's part of the reason why I always get such great results in both my life and business is because I just, I execute. I, I, I don't think about, I don't uh, put a lot of marinade on things a long time. I just do and I 
I just act. So I think that's part of it is, is really just listening to the voice and acting and executing. And what about if the voice is putting it down? What about if the voice is being a bully to you and saying, hey, you know, you're not good enough to do this? Or maybe that never happens with you. Oh, I think it <laughs> happens every day with me. Sometimes <laughs> I'll have that voice speak to me. And um, I think you have to listen to that voice. Like you have to appreciate that. But I think that we underestimate what our abilities are. I think we underestimate our unique perception, you know, what the value that we bring to others and the value that we bring to the world. And I think that that is part of the reason why a lot of people don't reach their full potential is because they, they, I think John Lee Dumas calls it the imposter syndrome, you know, the, um, that we just allow ourselves to, to be put down by that voice. So I don't listen to that voice, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, that's smart. And I don't know, sometimes I hear it and I just kind of try to let it go without getting bent out of shape over it. I mean, in the past, I think I did sometimes. And then I heard people say, well, you know, sometimes you just have to kind of allow things. And so maybe I do that a little bit more. But let's talk about your work as a chiropractor. I mean, you've worked for a long time. And are you still doing that? I don't practice anymore. And there's a whole story behind that. I mean, I loved being a chiropractor and my wife and I is also, uh, she is also a chiropractor. And in Alberta, we built one of the largest family chiropractic practices in, in the province. And uh, we were in practice for about 13 years. And uh, again, part of, part of being busy and being in a place of service, because I just truly wanted to help so many people mm -hmm. in my practice, you know, and, and the way we help people is with our hands. So being there and working with people one-on-one -on -one, that it, it actually eventually, you know, my body just broke down. I couldn't do it anymore. I got very sick, almost lost my life. Wow. And that was when I had to really think about that question of being mindful. You know, what was it really, what was, why am I here? And what was, what was the purpose of me being here? Um, and that was, that was a difficult time for me because when that happened and I could no longer practice, when I could no longer serve people in my practice and help them be healthy and well, right. I lost a sense of who I was, myself, that self-awareness. Like I didn't know who I was any longer. I lost all of my identity. So um, that was a whole process in itself for about two years. And that, that was the whole culmination of what I am doing today online and what you're doing today, which is so powerful online and helping so many people, you know, when they're listening to a podcast I mean, that helps so many people, thousands of people, but you could still do it from the comfort of your home in London, Ontario. Yeah, that's right. It does make a big difference. And I want to ask you, you got sick and is it that what contributed to you kind of losing your identity or did you lose your identity somehow and then become ill? Wow, that's a really great question. So, um... I think it was a little bit of both. I think that when I, and this is, this is perfect for the conversation of self-awareness today, because I had mentors, I had coaches in, in my practice that helped me build a very successful practice. But at the end of the day, by doing what they told me to do, I lost a sense of who I was. Mm. Yeah. So I was busy. I was successful. I was respected in the community. Um, a pillar of the community. I've heard people say, you know, uh, however, it didn't feel like me. So again, you know, coming back to that word of self-awareness. And I think that, you know, that inner turmoil over time, 
um, really just, re you know, resulted in the, in the reason why I became ill, why I, be I became sick. And I was considered, everyone was shocked when I got sick, by the way, as you know, a lot of people who have been touched by different, auto I had an autoimmune condition that was, I was diagnosed with and everyone was shocked, including my medical doctor. It just, it came, simply came from nowhere. I was an ultra marathon runner and it was just out of the, out of the blue. Um, but I'll tell you what, I mean, I would never change what I've gone through, the struggles, the, the, the challenges it presented for my family. Um, I would never change that because it's, it's really about who I am today and how I've actually become more mindful and become actually a happier person and more content person today. So in moving out of that illness, did you use some mindfulness tools that we might recognize like meditation or, or mantras or anything like that? You know, I, I didn't, you know, I, I actually worked like I, I looked for people who had done, um, who, who just could help me, who I thought that, look, this is someone who has obtained a certain level of success. They know who they are. Um, you know, they have a great family and I just really, so I, one of the people that, uh, that I, I followed that really changed my life was Garrett J. White. And he has a program called Wake Up Warrior. And I started this program and I became part of that brotherhood and did a, spent a week with him in Laguna, California. And it literally transformed my life. So yeah, we talked about meditation. We talked about journaling. We talked about how to make my marriage better. And it was, and now my marriage is better and stronger than it ever has been in the last 24 years. Um, I have a better connection with my children my business exploded. So it wasn't just one thing that really helped me actually become a better person or more mindful. It was actually every, you know, leveling up in every one of those dimensions. So Dr. Ed, who are you? Who am I? Wow. I would say that I am, I'm a father, I'm a husband, right? And I would say that I'm also someone who takes action. So I'm, I'm a producer or someone who takes action. Uh, and whether that be someone who takes action in, in my personal life or if it's someone who takes action in my business. So I find there's a lot of people who are spectators um, or they sit on the sidelines. Right. And I just choose never to, you know, when you come so close to losing everything, and I mean losing your health, but also losing everything financially and emotionally, um, then you know, it becomes very clear, very crystal clear as to what's important. So I execute, I don't, I don't waste time. I, I produce, I execute in both aspects of my life and my business now. So you took action, you decided to help other doctors to help them move from their brick and mortar business and kind of have an online element. How did you go about doing that? You know what, it, what happened, Bruce, who was so interesting was I just created something that contributed and it was a podcast just like you created a podcast right yeah. and and yeah. you're contributing yeah and people listened and they saw value in it mm -hmm. and it wasn't monetized like there was no there was no money coming in from that but what it did was it it gave me exposure as people started to recognize who i was they saw they got a sense of who who i was mm -hmm. and from there i had chiropractors reaching out to me and asking me, how do you do this? How do you create a podcast? How do you create a following? How do you create an audience? How can I use this to improve my, my practice, my business? And so I created a, I just created a business around teaching chiropractors 
and now it's not chiropractors, by the way, but it, you know, I have medical doctors and podiatrists and uh, insurance agents. I mean, there's lots of different people who I actually mentor, and it, it's a lot of it's one-on-one in how they can actually create that sort of influence in their local community now. So it's been wonderful. Right. So now you're a coach helping other people get to where you are now. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's so terrific. So you you get on calls with them. And what is the one thing you can do that can really help them move forward? It's it's all about taking action. It's all about execution. One thing that I hear often, and I'm sure that a lot of your listeners will, will resonate with this, is a lot of people will see what you were doing, Bruce, what I have done, and they'll think that there's something special about us, that we, you know, that they could never do what we're doing. And I don't think that's true. I think we, I think everyone has, I call it the unique perception. Everyone has inside of them something that they can teach, something they can give value to the world like no one else in this world possibly can. And um, I think that's what I help doctors discover, you know, is that unique perception, that superpower. And then what we do is we, you know, spread that word to the, to the world. So we, you know, whether it be a podcast or video or blogs or however they want to, you know, bring that value to the world. Well, what do you think is the biggest reason people do not take action? I think it comes back to that imposter syndrome, right? Like you're saying, I, I think it, I think it's that voice. I think we're listening to the wrong voice. I, I squash it. Yeah. And so by learning from you, you just kind of would teach me just to plow through, to move forward, to quell that negative voice and listen to the positive voice. Is that really what you would teach? Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it comes back to that self-awareness too, right? I mean, that really just being who you truly are on the inside, you know, no veneers, just being real and being very raw. And then also helping people who are maybe in a similar situation that have had similar struggles or, or challenges and how you can actually help them. And so being truly authentic is so much, well, it's all about honesty. And, you know, like I've always thought I was an honest person. And then a few times I got tricked because I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that was something I did that was dishonest, but it was really to myself. And at first I thought, okay, so what? Well, no, that's really, really vital to be honest to yourself. And you almost have to be honest to yourself first and then you'll be honest to everyone else. Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the lessons that we need to learn. And I talk, my wife talks about with her clients, I talk about with my clients often is telling the truth. And telling the truth can be telling the truth to yourself, but it can be also telling the truth to other people as well. You know, I, I find, yeah, people, people lie. <laughs> like, yeah. People lie. We lie to ourselves. We lie to others. And it, and it comes back to, again, that, that conversation of being very real and being very raw. And then when you are that, it's so incredible too. When you are in that place, people connect with you on a level that you, you can't imagine. Right. Well, you have a three-year-old and a five and a half year old. How do you go about teaching them the importance of honesty? Wow. Honesty. I'm, I, you know what, I, sometimes, you know, I had to think about this too, when I was on, when I invited to come in here and share, because sometimes I feel like I'm the least mindful person in the world. So I, w- I want to be real and raw about that. Okay. Um, so when it comes to honesty, you know, my three-year-old, he's, he is, you know, he's, there's, there's nothing dishonest. I mean, he is just 
all raw. He's just everything. Yeah. yeah he, there's no, no worries there. There's nothing to teach. I think he just follows by example. And then, you know, with my, with my other son, Tyson, you know, for him, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, I don't know what we've done. You know, my wife and I, uh, I think that we're just really honest with our kids. Like we don't hold back anything really. And, uh, and I think that they, they just mirror what they see. Does that make sense? I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. I have a 14 year old and, and I feel the same way. I mean, I try to be a good role model. I mean, I'm a human being. I'm certainly anything from being perfect, but I try my best to be honest and to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like uh, I've had things happen, you know, like I've kind of lost my cool a couple of times. I'm like, Hey, just a second. I'm the mindfulness guy. And like, I should never lose my cool. Well, you know, the fact is as human beings, we're all going to have these kinds of things happen once in a while. I think even, you know, you just, you just move forward and try your best to do what you can do. So do you use any, uh, other uh, of these mindfulness tools like do you visualize you know where you would like to be you know you talk about taking action and sometimes it's really tough to take action because you kind of have to have a an idea of where you're going right i'm just a really pragmatic guy bruce so um every week i just use tools i have specific tools that are very simple ones every sunday night i just look at my week you know monday through sunday what is it that what is the um, the ultimate outcome that I want to achieve for that week? Mm-hmm. So I may be working on a on a goal that could be a 30, 60, or 90 day goal, right? Uh, or a target, and I'll look throughout my week and I'll go and plan it out. What is it that I need to do accomplish? And I just pick four things that are going to move me towards that goal, and then I use a litmus for them. Okay. So like I might choose something like a certain task that I need to do to move me towards my goals, and it could even, by the way, be something like just simple like taking, you know, having a, having a date with, with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having a date with my wife. Um, and I have to see whether, whether that is actually a relevant goal. So is it truly going to move me towards my ultimate outcome, my desired outcome? So I'm just a pragmatic guy. I journal, I write stuff down and then I, I'm like a sniper. I just take out targets. Oh, that's, that's a cool description. You take out, you just go for that target and you don't even look anywhere else. You just go for it. And John Lee Dumas has the Freedom Journal. What do you think of that? You know, I haven't, I haven't checked out the Freedom Journal. I think that it's, I think that it's a very similar in terms of that concept of like having those 90 day outcomes and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but also, um, you know, being able to, to laser focus and take out those targets, like be that sniper. And and I was going to mention, yeah, I mean, you would be surprised or maybe you wouldn't, Bruce, but your listeners would be surprised at how quickly they can get momentum in their life and actually change their life by just simply taking out one small task, two or three, maybe four small tasks every week that's moving towards your desired outcome. You get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. You just have to, like you say, you just push through, you just do it, you just mm-hmm. implement but, you know, for a lot of us, and I know Mindful Tribe, a lot of people, a lot of you have, have communicated with me and say, yo, what do I do with that voice in my head that I just can't stop? I can't help it. It's just going on. And, you know, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here discussing how, you know, you just push through, you implement, but it's not always that easy. What else can we do, Dr. Ed, to just 
quiet that voice when it's so loud, when it's so overpowering. Have you ever had that experience, Bruce, where you, you see an idea or you, you know, see someone who's, who's launched or a, a business and you go, oh my God, I had that idea. I could have been a millionaire, you know, something like <laughs> yeah. that. Have you ever had that feeling before? Yes. Yes, That's I have. the voice. That's the voice. So the voice spoke to you and it told you that you should do this. That yet maybe you delayed or you procrastinated or you didn't act. And, you, and then later on, what happens is the voice, if you don't listen to it, it actually goes and speaks to someone else. And that's where these million dollar ideas are launched. And you sit there and go, oh my gosh, I had the same idea. And yet someone beat me to the punch. So I, I use that kind of analogy of like, just all, if the voice speaks, execute, just do it. Otherwise you'll be feeling, you'll have that feeling. I love that. That's really, really awesome. And, and so now you just help people, help people, help people all the time. That is so amazing. Dr. Ed, I've been working in the field of bullying prevention for some time, and I'd like to ask a question about this. Do you have a story about being bullied yourself or a client or someone where mindfulness really would have made a difference? Yeah, I'm, I could even use within my profession that there's actually chiropractic bullying, Bruce. I don't know if you... (laughs) I've heard of this before, I have to tell you. Because believe it or not, you know, there's a lot of different ways that chiropractors can help people, like practice and different techniques they use and different philosophies. There's, I mean, there's a lot of dichotomy. And so there can even be some some bullying in in our profession. Mm -hmm. And so in the past, what I used to do if I had someone who would project that bullying on me, whether especially where we would see it as insane things like social media, because right. it ha- bullying happens on social media. Sure does. Then I would react. I would, I would call it my dark warrior would come out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would I would attack. I would defend and I would attack. So I think there's a um, there's a time and a place for the dark warrior to come out. But I think in certain circumstances, when it comes to bullying, I think that sometimes it's better to just turn, turn your back. So if, again, if we're using the example of social media, because that's so important for kids these days, by the way, because they're all over social media and they're getting bullied. It's going to happen. And it's just really turn your back and walk away. It's just block, you know, don't, don't comment, block, delete, and just move on, right? Just let it be. Yeah, totally. It's so important not to offer that reaction, which is what feeds the person doing this, the reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You don't want to become the bully. No. Right. You don't want to just bully back. I don't think that that works and I don't think it serves anyone. I don't either. It just makes the problem bigger. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. Dr. Ed, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? Well, it's definitely my wife, Dr. Karen Osborne. I mean, I would not be the person that I am today if it wasn't for her. And she is constantly reminding me about being mindful, being present, being self-aware. And so every time, and this is a beautiful question, because she coaches women and in, in uh, high-level entrepreneurs, and and uh, if I have a challenge, she'll out, it always comes down to this question. She'll say, "What do you want? What do what do you truly want?" If I come to her with a challenge, and I think that that's a great question for a lot of people to ask themselves when they are challenged: is really what is it that you truly want? And that brings you back to being present and really being mindful. Yeah, excellent question. I agree. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Doctor Ed? Well, you know, the 
the challenges that I have with my health, my physical health, whether or not my specialist says, you know, their autoimmune conditions are not stress related. They are. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is a stress component. So, um, my being mindful and being self-aware has given me the ease to actually allow my body to heal. So, I mean, there's nothing more powerful than that. When you're given a, an expiry date on your life, and then you can take that and you can use tools such as being self-aware, being mindful, being present, and that you can actually see a physical change in your health. I mean, that's, that's as, as big as it gets. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. You know, I, I always, whenever I have any challenges, whenever I have anything that's, that's, again, it could even be one of those moments of being bullied because I will have people, you know, I, I'm out there on, on social media. Sure. I'm out there, yeah, speaking and, and things like that in my profession too. Whenever I have those moments of self-doubt, those moments where I feel attacked or, or misunderstood, I always check into my breathing. And if I, I check into my breathing and if it's, it's like shallow, if it's just, you know, um, if it's not that, you know, that deep gut breathing, then I'll actually shift and just start to take those deep breaths. And I notice that my whole mindset actually changes, that it, it just seems to clear everything. So it also gives you that moment, by the way, to stop because I'm a very reactive person, like execute and act, right? So I'm a, I'm a very mind. Um, so I, I want to make sure that it gives me the moment to actually reflect and go, okay, and make a decision before I react. Right. That makes sense. If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be? The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families. I, would, I, I love Stephen Covey's work. Um, before we moved out to Victoria, we actually had my son uh, in uh, preschool at a, at a school and they taught Stephen Covey's work and we, put, we specifically wanted him in that school. Mm-hmm. I just think that what he has to offer or what he had to offer and, and still does today because he's created a legacy is so powerful. And there's so many lessons in that book. Oh, I agree. I really enjoy Stephen Covey's books and his work. What advice would you give to a person who is new to the idea of mindfulness and they'd like to start using it in their life? Start today. Start today. Like, start right now. Like, there's, again, it's all about execution, right? It's all about taking action. Because, I mean, if you were to, it, there's, there's no reason, first of all, that you can't start today. It's not like you need any specific tools or strategies, right. really. I mean, there's, but waiting actually 24 hours, waiting seven, 48 hours, 72 hours, or six months from now. I mean, if the voice is speaking to you, start today. Now, do you have an app you use which helps you to be more mindful? The only app that I use currently, because I'm trying to stay actually even further away from my mobile as possible right. so I can be more mindful. Of you sure. sure. Otherwise, that thing is in my pocket. My son, and, I, and I know that this was a challenge because my son would come to me and he would say, he would ask me, Daddy, can you, can you put your phone down? So what I, what I use, the only app I use right now is actually my, my schedule. Right. And I've actually curtailed my schedule to specific times where I work and then specific times where I shut it off. And that's it. And I become more mindful. Wow, that's that's a really good thing. Good advice, Mindful Tribe. You know, sometimes we just have to do that. Just put our device down, walk away from the computer, just make up your mind that that's not going to be part of your life in that moment. 
Well, you know, Dr. Ed, it has been really great talking with you and learning about what makes you tick and how you are able to implement in your life and so on. How can we learn more about what you do and possibly connect with you? You know what, if, if it is someone who is an aspiring online entrepreneur, mm-hmm. they're interested in that or, some, or, you know, even just want to hear some of these incredible guests that are sharing on my podcast. This is a new podcast that I'm doing. It's not related to chiropractic. Um, it's actually the uh, laptoplifestylepodcast.com. And there's conversations with very successful six, seven, you know, eight figure online entrepreneurs. And honestly, that's a whole process of just self-discovery and, and discovery with them is to to learn how they became successful, but also talking about those strategies of how they balance everything in their life as well. That's great. That's great. Well, keep up the great work. Thanks again for chatting with us today and all the best. Well, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to the opportunity to be on the podcast today. I'm, I'm just truly honored to be here today, Bruce. My pleasure, Dr. Ed. You have a great rest of your day. You got it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.